Hi, welcome to season three of the Baby Manual podcast, the Holistic Mama's Handbook. This season will go through alternative and supportive care to help you take care of your little one when they're sick, but too young to take most medicines. I'm your host, a pediatrician and mom, and the author of the Baby Manual and the Holistic Mama's Handbook, Dr. Carol Keim. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Baby Manual podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about the eyes. And I'm going to address two conditions that affect babies' eyes. The first one is lacrimal duct stenosis, which is sometimes called a blocked tear duct. And that's for young babies in the first year of life. And the other one is pink eye. So let's get started. So lacrimal duct stenosis happens in some babies. They're just born with it. The lacrimal duct is that tiny dot in the corner of the eye on the bottom eyelid. It's actually not the tear duct. The tear ducts are above the eye, above the eyelid even and then they drain onto the top of the eye and water the eye. And the lacrimal duct is what takes the tears out of the eye and drains it away, and it drains to the back of the nose. And so babies who are born with a tear duct that's too narrow or stenosed, as they have lacrimal duct stenosis, they can get a buildup of discharge in their eyes. And it starts off kind of watery, uh, but can look a little bit red and sometimes looks like pink eye because it can get crusted and can even get a little yellowish or thicker. But the whites of the eyes tend to stay white. Now, sometimes they do also get pink eye on top of it. So stay tuned for the second half of this and we'll talk about what to do for pink eye. So for lacrimal duct stenosis, there aren't any long-term effects of this. It typically goes away on its own before one year of age. And from a Western standpoint, what we start off recommending is just massaging the lacrimal duct with diaper changes around three to five times a day at least. But if you do it each time you change the diaper, it's easy to remember. So you'll just massage in the corner of the eye below the eye where it meets the nasal bridge. And massaging it, it doesn't hurt. It might help, but it hasn't been shown consistently in studies to be really that helpful because it will go away on its own anyway, but it can help it to open up a little bit quicker. If they have buildup in the eye, you can wipe it clean with a washcloth. And if your baby makes it to a year of age and they still have lacrimal duct stenosis, then there is a surgery that can be done. It's really not much of a surgery. It's more just a dilation of the duct itself but your baby will be put under anesthesia and then they use a thin, a very, very thin probe to go in there and open it up a little bit. If the eyes do get infected on top of it, we would add on antibacterial eye drops for that, but typically we don't do any eye drops for lacrimal duct stenosis. For acupuncture standpoint, there's actually a point near the lacrimal duct that can be stimulated with Shoni Shin. Now remember, acupuncture in children doesn't use needles. They use little blunt tools sometimes laser pointers, sometimes just a little bit of massage in that area, but they can stimulate that point that's near the lacrimal duct, and that's actually been shown in studies to have really good results. So you can see a pediatric acupuncturist for this. From a chiropractic standpoint, you can go to a chiropractor that does craniosacral therapy, which is very gentle. Remember, chiropractic in babies doesn't involve twisting and popping. It's just very light soft tissue work, and very, very light manipulation of the bones themselves. So with craniosacral, what you would see is it should be a pediatric chiropractor. They'd put their hands on the baby's skull and just lightly stroke around and near that area and sometimes the entire head itself. And that can help align the bones a little bit better and potentially help it to drain better. 
From a nutrition and supplement standpoint, there isn't really anything you can give your baby that would help that much. But if you're breastfeeding, there are a couple things you can do. First, as a mom, you can take either lecithin or extra omega-3s. They help with your ducts in your breasts, and it's thought to help with all the ducts in the body to kind of lubricate them and help things to go through a little bit easier. So that might help, but again, not proven with studies very well. Or what you can do is you can put breast milk in your baby's eyes. And breast milk is pH neutral, so it won't sting when it goes in, and it has antibodies in it. So if there are any bacteria that are trying to grow in there, it can help to kill those bacteria. Plus, the breast milk itself is it's sort of watery and can help to rinse out the eyes a little bit. So you can put breast milk onto your baby's eye and then just wipe it with a clean cloth afterwards. From a naturopathic standpoint, they can do fascial manipulation, which is, again, a very light touch that just moves the skin and the connective tissue, which is the fascia, and that can help a little with that. From a homeopathy standpoint, there are a few different homeopathic remedies that are recommended, but keep in mind that homeopathy from a Western standpoint has not been proven by Western science, and so we recommend with a little bit of caution with this. But when you're giving homeopathic remedies to young babies like this, what you would do is you'd take the sugar pellet, put it into about a teaspoon of water, and then just give them a few drops of that water by mouth. And the remedies that are recommended for lacrimal duct stenosis are pulsatilla, Merxol, Apis mellifica, or Stanum Met. And from an aromatherapy standpoint, there really aren't any treatments for this. You really shouldn't be putting any of the essential oils anywhere near your baby's eyes. Although some decongestants can help a little bit. So if you have a diffuser in the house, you can use something like eucalyptus or peppermint oil in the diffuser. And when there's any congestion in the back of the nose, it can prevent that duct from draining as well. So that can potentially help to open it up a little bit. Now, all of these treatments are in the Holistic Mama's Handbook, and they're all written out in a nice, easy, and clear manner. So you don't need to be taking notes during all this. Now for pink eye. Pink eye is sometimes caused by viruses and sometimes by bacteria. Viral infections are actually more common than bacterial infections. And with viral pink eye, what you'll see is typically both of the eyes, the white parts of the eyes get pink and irritated. Your child may be rubbing their eyes, they might be tearing up a little more, and they'll probably wake up in the morning with a little bit of crusting on their lashes. With a bacterial pink eye, it tends to be on one side or start on one side and then spread to the other side. And with a bacterial pink eye, it comes on a lot faster, it's a lot stronger, their eyes are a lot redder, and the crusting that they get with it tends to be really thick, it's filled with pus, and their eyes are often crusted all the way closed in the morning. So it's a lot more prominent when they have a bacterial pink eye. With viral pink eye, it's self-limited and it goes away within one or two weeks. But sometimes children will actually get a bacterial infection on top of that because they're rubbing their eyes, because their eyes are itchy. So sometimes as a Western doctor, I will still prescribe antibiotic drops for viral pink eyes just to prevent them from getting that super infection in there. But the true treatment from a Western standpoint for viral pink eye is just cool compresses to the eyes and trying to avoid rubbing and touching them. 
Remember, pink eye is very contagious, and that's because the viruses or bacteria that are in there, they can live anywhere on surfaces, but they're just very concentrated in that area. And so when a child touches their eyes or when you clean them off as a caregiver, then you have the bacteria or viruses on your fingers, and then those can get spread to other surfaces, which other people can touch. And if they touch their eyes, they can catch it as well. So when you're cleaning your child's eyes with pink eye, make sure that you use that wet washcloth, use a different side of the washcloth or a different area of it for the other side so that you're not spreading infection from one side to the other. And then wash your hands with soap and water after you've done that. For bacterial pink eye, there are lots of different antibiotic drops that can be prescribed. So you would have to see your doctor for that. But they work pretty quickly, typically within a couple of days. And you'll put the eye drops in a few times a day until 24 hours after the symptoms are gone. So I tell parents the day that your child wakes up with clear eyes is your last day of treatment and you still would give the eye drops three or four times depending on how often they've been prescribed. From an acupuncture standpoint, for viral pink eye, you would treat the underlying cause or imbalance in the body. So they can use acupuncture to help treat the pink eye itself. But for bacterial pink eye, there is not an acupuncture treatment for that. From chiropractic standpoint, they don't really help with pink eye, but if it is a viral infection, chiropractic is thought to help with overall wellness and homeostasis, keeping the body in balance. So it may be helpful to talk to your chiropractor about this, but typically they wouldn't specifically treat the pink eye. From a nutrition and supplement standpoint, if it's a viral infection, you can use immune-boosting vitamins and herbs, such as vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, echinacea, and elderberry. And these all help boost the immune system and they tend to be antiviral so they can help the infection to go away quicker. There aren't really any supplements from a nutritional standpoint that you would give for a bacterial pink eye, but keep in mind that bacteria feed off of sugar. And so if your child eats a lot of sugar, it may be recommended to cut back on that at least while they're sick. Also, if they have any nasal congestion that's contributing to it and not allowing the eyes to to drain very well, you may want to cut back on cow's milk or dairy while they're having the pink eye as well, and that might help a little bit. From a naturopathic standpoint, they would recommend breast milk in the eyes if you're still breastfeeding. Some naturopaths can make an herbal tincture that can be applied to the eyes, but you need to be sure that it's very sterile because remember that the eyes are very sensitive and anything that is potentially having any bacteria in there could actually make the pink eye worse. They also may recommend wet socks, which is something that helps with fever in a naturopathic standpoint. And that's just putting wet cotton socks on your child's feet and then wool socks on top of it. And as the water evaporates out of those socks, it's thought to pull the infection down and out of the body and help it to go away faster. From a homeopathic standpoint, there are homeopathic eye drops that you can buy over the counter. And then there's also some oral ones that you can give. Now, children who are over four to six months of age and are eating solid foods are able to take those sugar pellets by mouth. But younger children than that, you should again dissolve it in about a teaspoon of water and then just give them a few drops of that water by mouth. For the homeopathic remedies, you can use euphrasia, pulsatilla, and calcareous sulf. 
But keep in mind that if it's not helping or if they're getting any worse within 24 hours, you should go see a Western provider and get some antibiotic drops. And from an aromatherapy standpoint, it's again not recommended to put any essential oils on or near the eyes. And so there's not really anything that will help topically. But also if they are congested with their pink eye, you can use those decongestant oils in a diffuser in the room. And so those are things like eucalyptus and peppermint oil. All right, I hope this helps you guys. There are more things like this in the Holistic Mama's Handbook, which you can actually pre-order on Amazon if you're listening to this as it comes out. Or if you're hearing it later, it should be readily available right now. You just search for Holistic Mama's Handbook on Amazon. And all of these are laid out for you in there. And I talk about things like dosing and how to apply things. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is the eye drop trick when you're putting eye drops into your baby's eyes. And that's in the book as well. But the trick that I suggest to parents is that actually you don't need to open your child's eye to put eye drops in. You can let them lay down with their eyes closed, put a drop of the eye drops in the corner of their eye near the nose, and then wait until they blink. So if it's a young baby, you can just hold their head still and wait for them to open their eyes. Or older children, too, you just ask them to open their eyes for a second and they'll probably blink a couple times. And then when they blink, the eye drops go right in. With antibacterial eye drops, if you're not sure if the drops have gone in or not, it is okay to try a second or third time. You're not going to overdose them that way. And you just need to make sure that the drops really do get into the eyes. Now, eye drops shouldn't sting your baby. And so if they're... If they seem to be in pain after you put the eye drops in, or if they're crying more, or if they say that they hurt, that could actually be a sign of an allergy. Remember that uh, children can be allergic to any antibiotic. And so, and also things like herbs, they can be allergic to you know, any plants. So if you notice that your child is suffering from the eye drops, then stop and talk to your doctor and ask for a different prescription. Next week, stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Next week, we're going to be talking all about ears and ear infections. Remember, there's more information like this in the Holistic Mama's Handbook. Also in my other book, The Baby Manual, which is available on Amazon as well. And if you go to the link that's in my show notes down below, you can get some supplements and vitamins at 10% off. And there should be a link for that directly there. And then also for all of these books and other resources as well. I hope this has been helpful and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Baby Manual Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button below so you don't miss the new episodes as they come out. I would also love it if you could leave me a review. You can also follow me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook for quick tips and tricks that will make you feel like an expert.